Last time, despite their 10-year jump into the future, the party returned to the material plane to find Geg was young. They also found that things had changed. The land was covered in dark obsidian burns, and undead wandered the land. Between ruins, the living they did find were distrustful and aware of the Indoathir. Their only non-hostile encounter was with a lone Kenku, who gave Yevan a painted sphere that showed an ancient city of dragons, Overmos. Because of the distrust in the others they found, they had to strain to convince Gronley that they were who they said they were, having to track Jeeper and sniff him out themselves. He was overjoyed when he realized it was truly them, and he told them about how he and Kodagog had been working with several underground rebellions since the fall of the Bolatat. He said that they could get more information from the underground in Drimlel, the capital. He led them to the sewers there, where the rebellion had been hiding. Gron and Cormith did some exploration beyond their path and discovered an enormous undead crocodile, as well as a sunken storefront. Though it appeared mostly looted, Cormith uncovered a hidden stash of potions. They continued into the Great Hall of the Underworld, where they were introduced to Gara, a Harris Hawk Aarakocra who told them that the Stone Fist would be meeting soon in Parliament in the castle of Drimlal. This would be their chance to strike at not just one, but all the heads of the Stone Fist. doing a little a little time jump you all are sort of gathered uh right now you're kind of in the void but i'm going to say that y'all are just off of the cliff that surrounds the castle uh you can see the outside here it's uh, a pretty large castle but it is in some certain state of disrepair as this is where the empress lived and even though there is a certain amount of business conducted here uh by the stone fist there is still uh, they're they're not taking care of the building while they do it. They don't live here. They just meet here. Uh, Gara also insisted on coming with you since he had uh, a lot of the intel. Suspicious he has a lot of intel, huh? <laughs> well, he is head no. of the Underground Rebellion. Okay. Well, all right. That's fine then. <laughs> oh, glad we got your permission. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really have much of a leg to stand on to question it, so... Yeah. All right. You all are sort of hidden just, just outside. Beak Beak has uh, joined back with all of you. And Gara says, All right, so let's go over the plan. Uh, the, the Stone Fist is, is meeting inside. And we, we know that they're going to be discussing the, the goings-on of Drim. This will be a good opportunity for you all to find some information. There might be more information inside the the castle itself, honestly. And from there you can you can get to what was it you said you wanted to go to? Hell? Yep. That's the place. <laughs> so y'all have made a plan with Gara. What was it? You didn't actually make a plan with Gara. Wow. I'm asking you Good. to make a plan now. Alright. Good question. <laughs> 
Uh, quick question: Have we had a long rest, or yeah. is this right after? All right, okay. good question. <clears throat> I feel like I took a long uh, rest. Let's see. <laughs> we took a short rest last time, but all right. Um, yeah, I have lower health. Well, I uh, can certainly uh, do some some sleuthing. Um, I think I <laughs> can. I can turn myself invisible. And uh, I can cast uh, Pass Without Trace on everyone. Real quick, Yeven, mm-hmm. uh, roll, a, roll a little history check for me. A little history check. You got it. That's a natural 20. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Even you, you've we been to this castle next. before. I absolutely have. You, uh, you remember that there was this entryway. There was a, a grand staircase leading up to the ballroom and that there were uh, a couple hallways off of that that you had been able to see uh, when you had gone to the the ball previously. Cool. I obviously share all of this info with everyone. Yeah, you know that there is a pretty fortified room right away in the entryway. You would probably know that that is the armory. It's guarded by a magical door. There's an armament that stands up to uh, in the front of the castle. Uh, there's one on either side. Even though you didn't see it, you are able to determine that that's what they are. And you know that there is a hall of heroes to the to the side that leads over to the great feast hall. You have also been over to the, the great hall here. The stairs lead up to somewhere we can't see on the map. That is the great ballroom, which takes up a very large portion of the the upper part of the castle. Um, it, it sticks up above everything else, and beneath that is the parliamentary room, which you haven't been in, but you do know that it is this room whose door is over here. Okay. Okay. Is that, is that where the uh, Stone Fist are meeting? Assumedly. Assumedly. Okay. Yes. Right. So I think, is there anything in the castle other than... Information on the stone fist that we uh, that we need here. Is there I don't know supplies in the castle that uh, Gara you're interested in in trying to smuggle out, or is this purely a reconnaissance and information mission? My goal is to strike at the stone fist. Oh, so this could also potentially be an, an assassination. He shrugs and is like, I guess. <laughs> He's All focused right. on don't, clearing don't off map of, pieces. We kind of hope so, right? Like, yes, kind of. Yeah, that was my. That, we yeah. don't want the stone fist to be around anymore. So if we can take them all out in one go, that'd be pretty cool. It'd also, um, be very hard. It would be very difficult. So, Perhaps. what are they? What are they? Um, vulnerable to? Uh, into it, they are vulnerable to water. Uh, this isn't the endothere, this is stone fist. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they're not shapes. But they're good all memory. Kinds, they're all kinds of people. Um, okay. Yeah, I should have looked at my notes a little bit more. But let's see. It is. Y'all are welcome to make some history checks if you want to try and remember who's who. Cormeth, you'd know a couple of the folks. You could make a personal history check. Sure. Kira's um, Isubadi is the one where that is here right now, or will definitely be here. Yeah, uh, all the leaders of the Stone Fist will be here. Okay. 
All right, um, yeah. So, so to, yeah, uh, to give you a little bit of a refresher on the Stone Fist, the Stone Fist is a hierarchical attachment that had six different groups back when you all were fighting them before you got a lot more entangled in the planes. There were the Firefast Kobolds, who you wiped out pretty easily after defeating Dask and Kirith. There are the Crocratoi Goblins, who you destroyed even easier, unfortunately, uh, who were just above them, who were in the Boggy Mists. There were the Orcs of the Sea Scourge, who were pirates on the high seas, led by Kodagog. There were the Orcs of the Savage Axe, who were led by Orlog, who you killed and dismantled that army. There were the Arsenia Hobgoblins who you encountered only once as a group. They attacked you when you were leaving Leodrell on your way to go to the Feywild. But Koromith, you battled the Arsenian Hobgoblins, what in Drim is now about almost 20 years ago at the Battle of Gresby. Yeah, yeah. And then there was one group above that who you hadn't yet to encounter. What if its leader is Kobe? Yeah, how do the how do the endosphere fit into it then? They're just assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Make an intelligence check, Grana. Sixteen. Yeah. So you remember a long time ago, you all heard a, a prophecy. It was the eyes, the hands, the sword, the mind, in life and death, and evil binds. Yeah. And when you encountered Desri. A long time ago, one of the first times that you encountered her, she said that it was that Dakro Khan holds two swords, the stone fist and another, but it's the hands you ought to fear. The hand you put together is part of the Indoathir, whereas like the sword would be the stone fist. It all makes sense now. <laughs> so the Indoathir are working for Dakro Khan, but not necessarily with the stone fist. And they're all kind of doing their same, their own thing that's kind of similar. <laughs> yes. And actually, yeah. <laughs> I got it wrong. The stone fist were the hands mm-hmm. because they're a, they're literally a hand, a fist. And fear the hand. No comment. Hmm. I, I have this in my note somewhere, but it's a whole dang novel. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I just read from was from session 29. Thank you. <laughs> New friends in low places. That's what I called that episode. Nice. Uh, you said I could roll a history check? Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's a 19. 19. Um, uh, was that nice. a personal history check? Yes. Yeah. Is that a different roll? Uh, you just get to add your proficiency bonus to it, right? Oh, hell yeah. So then yep. a 24. Kormith, you remember at the Battle of Gresby, there was a very important moment where the leader of your army, your sort of like battalion, the the hero of your group, because back then you were technically still only like a, a level one fighter, Kiraseth. Kiraseth struck down the old leader of the Arsenian Hobgoblins, which was sort of the turning point in the battle after Elry sort of blew up his balcony and took out a bunch of folks. And uh, you remember hearing later that a new chief named Golt took over. Uh, she was the old leader's second in command, and she was pretty notorious on that battlefield as well because she used poison blades. But you don't you don't necessarily know for sure if she's still in charge after ten years. But you do remember at least seeing her on the battlefield. She was 
uh, a fierce hobgoblin who who took down a lot of your fellow soldiers. Cool. Um, <laughs> cool. So, <laughs> uh, I, Very cool. Uh, yeah, no, I, I want to lean into uh, to Grana and as uh, a Gara and uh, uh, even and Co. And because it's Gobi or is uh, uh, Gag? Gag? Well, Gag. Gag. Gag's here, I think. Gag's here. So, okay, yep, cool. I'm, I'm here. I'm still young. I'm going to lean in and, and I'm just going to say, hey, guys, I don't know if she's still around, but we're going to have to be on the lookout for Gold. I saw her take down plenty of people uh, back in the siege of Gillespie. Uh Gara nods uh, and says, I have heard that name around. She might be especially bitter. Uh, I... <clears throat> If if she was part of the, the Hobgoblins, then uh, she would have gotten knocked down from leading the second highest ranked to the third. So who's the highest? Gara uh, sort of looks at you and blinks and goes, Kirith. Uh, and, you know, his ally. Is that different? Because it was the, the hero I remember from Grosu is Kirith Sith. Is Kirith yeah, that's different Kirith from Kirith Isubadi, uh desks secondhand. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yes, whoops, made dead. those names r- real close. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of names starting with cuh. So All right, yeah, two. <laughs> it's okay. It's, yeah, yeah, no worries. I mean <laughs> I have uh I have a proposition for how we should go about this. I can I can shift into the ethereal plane for a pretty extensive amount of time and I can wander up into the castle, check out the rooms uh, and no one will be able to see me unless there's you know, someone else who anticipates that there might be someone in the ethereal plane up there doing something like this. Real quick, Yevon. Um, yeah. This is a new thing that you can do, right? It is relatively new, yes. H- has Yevon just like discussed discovered this? If so, I kind of want to know how, because you seemed real confident in your ability to do that and to stay in there for a while. That's fair. Um, it's just, oh, yeah, it's, it's Yeven's especially, newest. Especially for uh, a world where the planes are this closed off. <coughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's a good point. Um, I'm not, how would you even know that he could do this? I feel like the, the planeswalker, like, um, stuff like keeps kicking in and as he like continues to like go through planes like his ability to sense nearby planes is just getting like better and better despite a lot of them being like closed off so this is just like uh this spell is called etherealness mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah and so, uh here, here's it what should say. allow me to to like move into the ethereal plane um which overlaps the material plane um for up to eight hours. Here's here's what I'll say. Um, so you all you all had to do a lot of traveling on your way back from the Feywild to get to here, and you did notice that there were some stronger resonances around you, and you know you had started to become familiar with that. But one day there was something that almost felt like like a crack, kind of like some sort of hidden passageway in in the side of a, a cliff. A cliff face, for example, like a little pocket. And you probably at one point sort of like cautiously reached out to it. It it looked and it felt a little bit different than the others. And it it felt a little bit weird to be in there. 
Uh, you couldn't quite really describe it. It feels um, a little bit like you're being pressed on really hard, but you discovered that you could go in there and and move around a bit. I like that. How many times do you think Even has done that up to this point? Oh, I feel like it's probably only happened a couple of times because it's probably not something that he's done a bunch with other people around because it would probably be pretty frightening or disturbing to just kind of see even just kind of phase out of existence. Yeah, basically like press himself into nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I feel like he's probably done it like in his personal cabin on the grandpa gag like once or twice. And then, you know, maybe if he had any downtime, like tried to mess around with it a little bit. Okay. So how many times would you say total? Total, I would say less than 10. Probably like okay, six Okay, but more exactly. Okay. Six. He's done it exactly six <laughs> times. <laughs> cool. That was a fun decrescendo of vagueness. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, even you've discovered this power. Uh, have you told the others about it at all before this? Mm, no. Uh, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, I would okay. say probably not. This is not just kind of something that even's like, Working out for himself. So maybe you, let's revise you can how, do you stated, <laughs> how you stated your last sure. year before I took us on this sure. side tour. Yeah, those are words. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So I have recently discovered that I'm a lot more in tune with the, the planes than I previously had thought. And... Um, is anyone here familiar with uh, the concept of the ethereal plane? It's sort of this, uh, at least from what I can tell, this this mirror plane that's sort of pressed on top of ours. I can, when when you're in it, you can you know see and hear everything that's happening, but you can't really interact with it other than to you know move around. Um, and I, you know, it's pretty it's pretty foggy, very gray in there, so I can't see super far, um, but I can spend some time in there, and I I should be pretty invisible. Um, pretty invisible or invisible? Well, that's a good question that I'm not entirely sure about. Uh, I don't I don't quite know how many other people out there are, you know, in tune with the ethereal plane or or whether or not it's a common thing among, you know, maybe magicians or wizards or sorcerers or what have you to to look in the material plane for uh, for enemies or, or you know, to, to use it to their advantage. I, I really don't know. I from, from what little exploring I've done, I've never encountered anybody else in the ethereal plane. But, you know, I guess I've not really done this around a lot of other people before. It'd be kind of strange to just see me sort of flatten out of existence. Gag, Gag sort of nods and goes, well, I suppose we can kind of check it out here and see if you're you're sort of good to go. And then, you know, uh, I don't know, is there anything that you can do to communicate with us uh, when you're in there in case you get in trouble? Good question, Gang. I was wondering the same thing. Me too. Let me. <laughs> nice. I, I've gotten pretty b good at uh, sounding young, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I don't 
think I will be able to interact with anyone who isn't on the ethereal plane until I either voluntarily end the spell or it, you know, kind of runs out of juice. Um, so this would be a kind of thing where I, uh, I, I would probably have to go ahead and then come back here to meet up with you and report what I found. But, you know, if something happened, um, I don't know if I could, if I could alert you all that it had happened. You have a thunder spell, yeah? Like shatter? Uh... Well, I have Shatter and I have a couple other things that I could probably use to let everyone know that I'm... Um, in trouble. In From trouble. For, yeah, yeah. I guess up to how, 100 feet. How does that work with you being a di- in a, on a different plane? Well, yeah, he would have uh, to leave yeah, the would, plane. Yeah, I would have to leave the ethereal plane and then cast another spell like, you know, Thunderclap, which is a cantrip, which can be heard up to 100 feet away. Okay. Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> uh, even, I don't, uh, I don't really like this plan. Okay. Uh, I, that's... what if, I mean, here, what if, what if you go in ethereal, but maybe just into the room we think they're in and, you know, maybe we're all already in the castle so we don't have to break into a castle if we hear a, if we happen to hear a little bit of thunder. Gurah. Do you know about any roof entrances? Um, well, the there's any open windows. The the balcony up uh, up around the ballroom, but uh, my accent has totally changed at this point. I've taken it on. It's fine. We're going with it. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's the balconies up above, but I I have to imagine they're they're being watched. Um, we could we could attempt to go up there and um find our way past. Otherwise, you know, there might be um. It could be a, a, a window or a, uh, some kind of sewage grate. Hmm. I think it may be to our advantage no matter what if he even is in the uh, ethereal plane when we all, the rest of us, storm in because he could see what what's going on around us and he could just come out of it in a moment if he can, if he finds a good opening. Assuming they don't have any spies in the ethereal plane. Well, well, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> These are a bunch of very talented individuals in their respective areas. So what the way I foresee this plan it, of even going into the ethereal plane and then us... Uh, see, what, what word did you just use? Storm in? Um, yeah, is, that's... <laughs> we don't need to storm in, but... Somebody <laughs> immediately picks up... Somebody immediately picks up even in the in the ethereal plane, even quickly gets destroyed by a gang of ne'er do wells, and then we storm in and we quickly get destroyed as well. <laughs> so right, yeah. If we could, if we could essentially clear this place from the top down, then uh, yeah, we'd stand a lot better chance of not having any surprises on us when we want to make big moves. Does that make sense? Sure. Sure. Um, well, then I think uh, a combination of these plans is probably the best way to go, like uh, Gank mentioned. I think we should... Uh, I, I like your your strategy of top-down, Koromith. Um, we... I can, I can cast Pass Without Trace on us, and we can sneak our way in 
And then once we make it to the area where we think we're going to encounter the most uh, resistance, maybe what I can do is is uh, use this uh, etherealness to um, get their their layouts, maybe pick up some quick information, and then come back and relay that information, and then hopefully we'll have the upper hand in any sort of uh, encounters that we have. It's got to be a way to use Beak Beak here. Like Beak. I mean, we might be able to use. Up. Yeah, you, beak, we beak. might be able to use Beak Beak to get up. Uh, beak Beak like, uh, is like just like eating a rabbit, like looks up when you say his name. Uh, <laughs> Garah, how watched is watched. My friend here can pick up horses, so I don't think he'd have any problems yanking somebody off of a balcony. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just really tickled by my friend here can pick up horses. <laughs> 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 hey there, good looking. Nay. Gara chuckles a little bit and says, um, well, um, I, I think that that could be of, of use to us. Um, I think that there's probably some, oops, uh, there's probably some, uh, guards or something uh, watching the roof, but I, I can't imagine that there's too many. I, I imagine most of their forces are going to be focused on predominantly the lower area where the Stone Fist will be meeting. Yeah, okay. Is, is Jeeper here? Uh, I don't know. Is Jeeper here? I thought he was. Yeah, Jeeper. he should be here. He should be here. I think. Yeah. I mean, Jeeper, I'm pretty sure Jeeper is just tagging along, just well, hanging on my shoulder or something. He's just a crow. He could do a little reconnaissance, see if there's anyone up on oh, the roof. Oh, I like that a lot, actually. I think that's a great idea. And come back and just, like, nod his head for how Well, many... I can just drop a speak with animals. Speak with it's animals. a first-level spell. That works, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me check one thing. Let's do that quick. first. Because, yeah, I think if we, if we go for a top-down approach, if everybody's in the first floor— then yeah, like maybe uh, maybe we can catch catch some of the upper floor people off guard, eliminate them, make our way like a knife through hot butter on that first floor. Mm-hmm. Stone fist gonna be stone pissed when we're coming down. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Good one. Got him. That was a very good one. Got him. All right. So the general plan is that Jeeper's gonna do some reconnaissance on this on the roof. And we're going to look for an entrance up there and then take a top-down approach and work together. And when we get close to where we think the Stone Fist are meeting, Evan's going to serialize and report back with what he sees. I think that is the current plan. Yep. Are there any objections? None. Summarizing. All right. Okay. I like this. It's a good plan. Cool. Also, I can cast... Spider climb on someone so they can get to the top, or we can ride Beak Beak to the top. I mean, you've got a champion climber with you, so. or I can wild shape, or Cormeath can try to carry just, us all up. We'll see. I mean, like <laughs> three of your parties, party members can fly, and one of them can climb, and one of them can jump real high. Yeah, exa- yeah. So we could have Beak Beak carry people up. Uh, I could climb. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm sure I'm sure Gag just like you know. Does like a hop and a scotch, and he heads right up. God, how how high can he jump? Sixty feet. How tall is this building? 
I mean, he'll have to make a couple jumps. He he has a 10-foot vertical leap. Nice. He'll have to, like, grab onto something, but he can fucking parkour his way up there. Sure. Okay. All right. Jeeper, you're up. Let's, uh... Jeeper. Head up there. Uh, be safe. Jeeper. And, uh, scout it out. Uh, and then come back and, and I'll have, uh, I'll have you tell us what you find. Yeah, Jeeper takes wing and, uh, heads off. Uh, you all wait for a little while. You see, you see Jeeper, uh, fly up over the building. You, you lose sight of him for a little while and you don't see him again. No. Garah, what does your bird sense tell you? How long has it been? That's, that's a little racist. Well, my bird ears say, he's going to roll a perception check. Oh, shit, that's a 25. Oh, damn. He says, well, um, I would say based on the, the noise that somebody probably saw a weird bird spy on them and uh, shot it. Fuck. Or maybe caught it, you know, maybe not a, you know, hard to say. Uh, I hope it's the latter because that was my suggestion to send Jeeper up there. Well, Jeeper knew the risk. And, did Jeeper? Uh, did anybody explain the yeah. risk to Jeeper? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He knew it was dangerous. We're trying he, to he, break into a castle here. Like, yeah, but does Jeeper like comprehend that, or is totally. Jeeper just like a raven? I don't no, know the Jeeper well, do, saw the. Do you not remember? Do you not remember from the Feywild that Jeeper is like an intelligent creature? Yeah, don't a you remember creature? all those times you talked with Jeeper and uh, really included him after I was like, hey, you've got a talking <laughs> bird with you. And then you're like, huh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Let's pick these mushrooms. Um, <laughs> wow, he's not just a Pokemon. Anyway. Hmm. Cool. Well. All right. Well, we. I think that's uh, our sign then that we need to get going up there. So I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace on everyone here. Is that you can cast on six people? Uh, Yeah, I can cast it on anybody within 30 feet of me. That's pretty good. That Do they have to stay 30 feet? Um, It doesn't specify. That might be something that okay. uh, we need to look up because it I just says that. I don't think it mattered when we were. Uh, testing the Dwarf King's castle. Yeah, it, it just says that for the duration, each creature you choose within 30 feet of you has a plus 10 bonus to stealth or dexterity checks and can't be tracked except by magical means. A creature that receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of its presence. It does not specify what happens if they move outside of 30 feet of me. Okay. Hmm. I I looked it up and it it does say that you have to stay within thirty feet. Okay. Okay. Um. Otherwise, that would be way op. That'd yeah, be yeah. pretty killer. Pretty ludicrous. Like, yeah, you can you can make an infinite as long you can just have the army pass by you, and the whole army can be <laughs> plus ten stealth as long as they briefly are within thirty feet of you. Yeah. Uh. Um, Look, I'm not going to say that someone forgot and <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> so Grana and Even are really the only ones that need helped up. If mm-hmm. if even if you pass that or if you cast that on yourself, Grana and Beak Beak, I think that would be pretty. Because like if I remember right, Gag's got some pretty good stealth, and I don't. But we can see what's up. Like, well, yeah, that's the part that I'm worried about. Is I would rather like find a way to stay within 30 feet of you. 
and then let everybody else figure their way up. Yeah, I guess you I'll, have a wild shape into a giant eagle. So, even what do you weigh? Um, I think like 185. Ooh, that's your carrying capacity is like 300 some odd pounds, though, right? Yeah, I know, but. Like 180 is still a lot to say make like uh, uh, athletics checks if it would factor in. Uh, I can cast an enhance ability on you, uh, but then I can't cast. No, then I can't cast pass without trace. Yeah. Also, Grana, important to note, uh, an eagle is a large creature, which means it gets a minus four on stealth checks. Okay. Because it's a really large bird. But we're still outdoors, yeah? I mean, yeah, but that's not... Really me, the point? Me and Beaky if, together will be large birds fucking shit up. That's how I see it. I mean, he's uh, a bird animal, well, right? technically a monstrosity, but yes, true. Grana, true. how much do you weigh? Like 37 pounds. <laughs> yeah, see, I could like throw you in a bag and take you up. Like, <laughs> you got to throw her in a bag. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, like, all right. Grana, do you have like a, a pass without trace or anything like that? Um, I have spider climb, and I have, I also have enhanced ability. I have misty step. Okay, well then maybe I'll let you and Cormeth try and figure that out, and I'll write up with Beak Beak, uh, and then Geg and Gara can figure their their way up. Yeah, Geg can also misty step. I mean, so um, can I. I just don't want to burn a spell slot for it. That's fair. Yeah, my Misty Step doesn't burn a spell slot, so that's fine. Okay, so what's the what's the grand plan then? Because that was a lot right. of... You get on my shoulders, and we can go up together. Beak, beak, you take even and scout the roof. See if there's anybody up there. <laughs> if there is, it's up to you. <laughs> Garah, All right. you keep being you. Gag. <laughs> We need you to make it to the top, too. You're a frog, man, so you could probably do it pretty well. I've seen you jump. Okay, gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> so we're just leaving Graw down here? <laughs> Graw's like, uh, okay. And he just starts, like, flying upwards. Uh, yeah, 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 I was going to say, I was going to say, Graw, Graw, stay close to, to me and Beak Beak, and uh, <laughs> we'll try and uh, we'll try and get up there as, as silently as possible. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna cast pass without trace uh, on myself. So then it should be me, Beak Beak, and Gara who uh, take advantage of that. Cool. For the time being. Okay. Great. So, which group do we want to send up first? I would. Yeah. Even Beak Beak uh, uh, and Gara. Yeah, okay. I would say that's probably the best bet. Yeah, Gara is going to stick next to you. Cormeth, how fast can Beak Beak fly? Beak Beak's uh, fly 80 feet. Gara is slower than Beak Beak, so uh, Beak Beak, uh, Gara can fly literally half as fast, 40 feet. Oh, man. Because he's just a a bird man rather than a bird lion. (laughs) But he he does his best. Uh, Beak Beak, you see, sort of sticks back and is understanding, especially as, like, you you hear Gara, like, say some, like, shrieks that sound like eagle sounds, and Beak Beak kind of nods. And Gra smiles at you even and says, I love languages. <laughs> and they're pretty neat, aren't they? Um, he says, yes, they are in Orc. <laughs> I don't know, you know Orcish, that. so that just... He just says something in Orc then. <laughs> yeah, just... 
<laughs> Neat, bud. Um, All right, so let's uh, let's let's fly. All so, right, so Yevon, you're gonna make a stealth check. Garaz gonna make a stealth check, and Cormith, you roll a stealth check for Beak Beak. Yep. Um, what? Well, okay. See. Yeah, and then add ten to whatever the whatever you roll. Ooh. All right. Let's go ahead and just roll that now. Yep. Yeah. All right. So this could be eleven, and two is thirteen, and ten is twenty-three. Cool. Garaz got a twenty-four. Cool. Uh, Yevon yeah. got a twenty-nine. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, y'all, Gara makes a joke very, very quietly and says, I feel like an owl. <laughs> <laughs> the three of you silently uh, make your way up and go ahead and make a perception check or an investigation check. Um, is this a check that relies on sight? Not for you. Well, it's for Beak Beak. So, yeah, uh, well, and Beak Beak isn't rolling because no. I don't think Beak Beak knows to look for anything. It's just Gara oh. and Eden. Yeah, fair. Yep. Okay. Okay, so I got a 16 for an investigation check. Cool. Garag got a 23. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> He's got bird eyes. Yeah, Garag sort of like comes up next to you, Yevon, uh, just over Beak Beak, and uh, whispers to you, right, it looks like there's uh, a couple that are in the center room right by the, the stairs. There are a couple that are by the balconies, but it looks like the one nearest to us is unguarded, from what I can tell. All right, um, let's let's head let's head that way. Um, I'll try and uh, signal to uh, to Coramith and uh, the others that that's where we're headed. And I'm gonna try and um, like using arm motions, just like inform Coramith that we're going to that balcony. All right, make a. Uh, performance Cormith. check? No, Coramith, make a oh. perception check. Can do. That is a 10. Okay. Hmm. What to do, what to do. Even you're signaling to Coramith, but you're so stealthy that he doesn't notice. Oh, shit. Hang on. I'm here too. Can I make a roll? <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> so we'll uh, get. Perception, you said? Yeah. Geg doesn't <laughs> notice. That's a 21. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I mean, even stealth is at a 29. Oh, God. But we know where he's going. Yeah, I'll say, I say, Grana, Grana, you, you see a little bit of movement that you can assume is Yeevan, uh waving, waving the clear uh, up above the balcony that you all are near. Ooh, a fun poem. All right. So he's telling us to go that way, I think. Yeah, that looks right. Gag is going to start making athletics checks to go up the building. Ooh, that's a 23. And his second one is a 24. Ooh. Gag just fucking... You see Gag, like, goes, all right, yep, and, like, just, like, chucks himself up into the air. He, like, lands briefly on, like, this, like, one-inch edge of one of the stones that makes up this stone-faced castle wall and then just, like, does a does a fl- front flip up the side, kicks off of, like, another, uh, like archery window and then lands on the balcony. Ooh. <laughs> then you all see a thumbs up over the balcony edge. <laughs> uh, Cormeth is going to roll to get up there with Grana. Okay. Make an uh, athletics What should I roll for that? A- athletics, all right. Amphletics. Okay, it's going to be a 17. <laughs> you get up, but make me a quick stealth check. Oof. Yeah. Let's see. Now, am I within 30 feet of uh, even? 
He didn't not no. He didn't cast oh, okay. it on you anyway. Uh okay. It doesn't have to be cast on an individual. I just but get you to choose anybody. And you yeah. wouldn't know that this is happening necessarily. I would not. No, I would not probably because... be watching this. All right. So I rolled a 13 and an 11, so it's going to be an 11 plus 3, 14. 14? That could have gone a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cormeth, as you are climbing up with Grana, you are getting into the sort of holds of this stone castle wall and part of it that just hasn't been taken care of just like crumbles and you hear, you're able to catch yourself, but you hear the rock just like, kunk, 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 kunk. but nobody comes. It's fine. Ooh, all right. <laughs> After a moment of waiting, there seems to be no additional movement from inside that anyone notices and you are able to keep climbing. Uh, it takes you a couple minutes, but you are able to get up this this wall uh, without breaking any more pieces of it off. Sweet, all right. So now uh, I'm on the balcony as well? Okay, yeah, cool. Yes, uh, now all of you make me new stealth checks. And this time everyone can use the pass without trace. Cool, Garah, roll then gets a 26. He even got a 24. I got, let's see, a six and a nine, plus 10, right? Um, so it gives me 19. Cool, Corona got a 25. Okay, got a 26. Man, see how y'all do with disadvantage on still, huh? What about that? <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, you all are able, there are these massive columns that hold up the the frame of this. These balconies are all around the Grand Ballroom, and the Grand Ballroom has these absolutely gigantic ceilings, like Vatican-style ceilings, where just, like, everything is in these massive scales. You know, I want to be accurate now that I've made that comparison. I'm going to look how tall those ceilings are in the Vatican. 68 feet. Whoa. So close. I know. So close. (laughs) So close to being sinful. (laughs) Yes, so these ceilings tower above you. There are these massive columns that... Uh, are spaced uh, across the entrance between the balcony and uh, where you all are into this uh, greater room and space. And you see that uh, nobody nobody seems to be making any moves towards you. Uh, you are able to sort of peek around. Go ahead and make me perception checks. Ugh, love rolling plus zeros. 12. I got nat 20. Oh, shit. Nice. Even's concentrating on the spell to keep everyone uh, <laughs> silent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, and sorry, uh-huh. what is that? And what is that focus? Uh, on a scale of one to 20, how would you say? How focused I am? How? Uh, well, let's see. On a scale of one to 20, I'm probably spending like, you know, 18 focusing on the spell and maybe like a two to perception. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Grana, the this space is just completely open to you. You you're able to peek around the most because you have, you know, the the smallest body. You have the least to reveal uh, while still being stealthy. You see there's this lavish ballroom that has fallen into disrepair. Uh, it does have these massive painted ceilings and these columns that are spaced uh, all around the area. You see there's this spiral staircase off to the left-hand side that leads down into the castle, or at least they start off as spiral and then seem to lead off into a, a larger set of stairs that Yevon has described to you. And uh, you see a, a large dance floor, uh, a stage that you all seem to be right behind where musicians probably used to play. 
you see you see a couple of furnishments around the side where staff could come in and deliver drinks and food to guests. You see a lot of tables that have fallen into disrepair around, a lot of dirty, dusty tablecloths on them. Basically, the Stone Fist is not taking care of this place. Yeah, the Stone Fist not throwing a lot of balls. What I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Need new leadership, more balls. What a bunch um, of assholes. You need ballsier <laughs> leadership in the Stone Fist. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and you also see a few wandering guards. You see a, a human, a hobgoblin, a yuan-ti, and then a couple of orcs. All right. I think we got... There's... So there's five enemies. See. Exactly what I see on the map. You also see fainted in a cage over to the side is a crow. Cheaper. Oh, cheaper. It's cheaper. All right. The, the yuan Ti is eyeing it hungrily. All right, gang. There are five enemies, and I see Jeeper at the far end. I think we got to take out all these guys because I don't think there's any other way to get to those stairs. What do you all think? Hmm. Uh, um, is there a way to do that silently without the others raising an yeah. alarm? Hmm. Is there an alarm here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, uh, we if can, you count, we can get a surprise round on them, but I don't, I don't know if, how long it'll be before they raise the alarm. So consider this, gang. Um, there are what five, six of us, two, four, six of us, five of them. Peer in, and it's a DM question. Uh, where, where there are these little jut outs? These here are the, these are balconies, correct? Correct. Okay, and and like do the do those balconies? Can I see? Uh, if there are openings from those balconies onto the interior, like you could walk out there? Uh, nope, these all lead out to the roof. Okay. Well, they don't lead out to the roof, but they stick out over the roof. Okay. Oh, interesting. All right. So they're not like the one we're on. Yeah, yours faces out over over a cliffside. The top of this roof, uh, you can tell, used to have like this really beautiful dwarven tiling uh, that has, you know, surprise, surprise, fallen into disrepair. <laughs> and and those sort of look out on that. You, they they have. You can see from your your ability to see a hundred feet this way. Uh, there's like some seating out there and stuff, and it's just sort of. Hmm. Okay. It's it's for guests to basically get some air during the balls. Well, y'all can make insight checks though. All right, yeah. What the hell? Why not? When you dangle that one in front of me. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, Let's get an insight check in there. That's a twenty-one for Yeven. Eighteen. Twenty-two. Grana, Gag, Cormeth, and Yeven all look at each other. Uh these guys are fucking chumps. These are guards, but like. They don't seem to be up at your level. I mean, for one, they didn't notice that, like, there's six uh, creatures, including one <laughs> griffin, crowded onto a balcony. Like, these these folks are not going to be troublesome to take down. Really, the, the main concern here is going to be who else's attention can they get before you get to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are, okay. they are not going to be hard to dispatch. I've got a plan. All right. Even, what if you cast your spell and keep us invisible until we get out to the middle of the floor? Then we're still almost within 30 feet. We can get the drop on these chumps and take them out in one go. We need to prevent them from getting to the stairs. So attention needs to be paid there. Beak Beak, are you up to the task? 
Big Big just like looks at you. I'm gonna motion towards those two. I'm gonna hold two fingers up, two, but they're on separate hands. And I'm gonna point to those two by the stairs. The the two orcs. The, 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 okay, the, by the stairs, those are the orcs. Okay, yeah, yep. the two orcs. Big Beak uh, closes and opens his beak twice. Perfect. All right, now I'm gonna make a claw, a claw thing, and point to them. He closes his beak. Uh, <laughs> All right. More harshly, but quietly. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Yeah. So if we sneak in the middle of this room and then break real quick, like yeah, I, I think that and that'll Hopefully. be super fine. Cool. Brag. Just kidding. Last sets. 30, 25, 25, 25. Oh, that last one will be, will not get a surprise round maybe, but. Y'all don't have to go directly to the middle of the room either. No, we can spread out. Who got over 20 on their insight check? I got over 20 on my insight. I did. Grun and Yeevan, uh, the human looks like they're a little tougher than these other guys. But other than that. Okay. Still chump change to you. Like, I meant we literally run, we go into the middle of the room under the cover of, uh, uh, what, what is Pass that spell? Pass without trace. Pass without yeah, trace. That's understood. And, oh, but I think okay. it's it's just like, you know, you don't well, necessarily also, all have to y- do that if one of you is stealthy enough to break off. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say to Koromith, um, Koromith, that, uh, that human off to our, uh, what's that, our left here, um, is a little bit, uh, shall we say, beefier than the rest of them. Um, I'm going to leave him to you. Can do. Cool. Um, I guess on three then. Yeah, you see the yuan is is starting to open up the cage that Jeeper is in. Fuck, yeah, all right. Um, we got to go. <laughs> let's go. I'll take the I'll take the yuan T. All right. Everybody all right. else, uh, pick your target. I guess, yeah. Uh, Grana, who are you going to go after? Oh, God. Um, I had a plan to use magic missile first and hit several targets, but maybe... Okay, I'll go after uh, one of the orcs by the stairs. Perfect, yeah. Go after this guy. Cool. Uh, Gag is going to go for the human. Garah will go for the hobgoblin. You see Garah just, like, pulls a long sword out of nowhere. <laughs> but it was actually just hidden in his back feathers. That's cool uh, All right, well. great. Let's roll initiative just so that we know who to do first. Cool. Do we get Got a plus 30, 20. on initiative also? No, that's not how pass without trace works. Nah, Five. it's oh. only to dexterity checks. Well, Thank initiative God. is dexterity, right? Thank God I have advantage. I rolled a nat one. <laughs> uh, but my advantage roll was a 21, so. Nice. I got a 17 on initiative. Even? Uh, I got a 20. Okay. Garaw goes first with a 23. Oh, shit. Ooh. You see, I mean, I'll say y'all run into the center of the room, if that's, uh, except for Gag, who's going to be separate. So I'm going to make real quick a stealth check for him. Oh, easy. No, he's fine. Garah runs up to this hobgoblin uh, and just brings his big old greatsword down on him. Oh, shit. And he misses. Uh Uh-oh. No. Well, shit. He fucking misses. God, he rolled a three. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Uh, There's nothing I can do about that. All right. Well, (laughs) you hear a loud clang. Some of these creatures start to turn and look. Oh, wait, he's got surprise, so he gets advantage. Uh, Oh, good. That one was a 28. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) That's way better. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Oh, 
heart skipping multiple beats there. It's gonna be a long night. <laughs> you you hear a <laughs> as he cuts this hobgoblin in half. <laughs> there we go. Sick. Gormeth. All right. Uh, I'm going to uh, run up to this human and get, give this human uh, a little bit of a taste of Doom Killer. Oh, I get advantage, so it's a 16 or a 22 to hit. 22 hits. Hell yeah, and that's going to be 2d10 plus 6. That's going to be 9 and 4 is 13, and 6 is 19 damage. Okay. Yeah, you stab into this human pretty good. He seems to turn a little bit at the last second, so you don't you don't hit anything critical. Uh, but he uh, he goes. Ugh! Do you want to make your second attack? Yeah, I do. All right, that's gonna be let's see, a nineteen or a thirty. <laughs> oh, the thirty will hit. So would the nineteen, but the thirty will definitely hit. Definitely hit. All right. <laughs> Fourteen slashing damage. Okay. Uh, this guy looks bloodied. Eh, hey, still around, prick. Oh, I should, I, damn it, I never rolled initiative for Beak Beak. Uh, Beak Beak goes on your turn. Oh, okay, that's right. So it's right. Beak Beak's turn for, now. I always forget that those are tied together. Um, all right, so which, let's see here. Yeah, perfect. Um, all right, so Beak Beak is going to uh, make two attacks. It's going to make an attack with its beak. Uh, so let's see, that is, it's a nat 20. Oh, shit. Nice. Oh, fuck him <laughs> up, Beak Beak. Yes. All right, so Beak Beak is going to roll eight plus four piercing damage. That's pretty good. Okay, this thing looks near death. All right, and going to go for a claw attack. Uh, that's going to be a 22 to hit. Yeah. And if it looks near death, I'm just going to take the hit damage here, uh, 11 slashing damage. Yeah, it's dead. It's dead. Uh, he slices this orc up real, real good, real easy. Prime cut. Prime cut? Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, you even. Yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty upset at. Uh, I don't even need to move technically. Um, I was just I'm curious. pretty. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty upset about the fact that this uh, Yuan T's <laughs> got uh, a Jeeper. So I'm going to uh, use uh, Planar Warrior as a bonus action. So I'm going to do an extra D8 the next time I. Uh, hit with a weapon attack, and then I'm just going to make two attacks with Curse Biter, and I get advantage, right? Because this is a surprise round. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the first attack is a, I mean, 25 to hit. Yeah. Cool. So that's going to do 2d8 plus 3 uh, force damage to the Yuan-T, which is um, 12. They're still up. Okay, then I will attack again. Uh, that is either a 23 or a 23 to hit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think that'll probably do it. And then uh, that's an additional six damage from Curse Biter. Does it look like I need to continue? Yeah, they're not quite bloodied. Okay. Mm. They're not quite bloodied? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said the human was the one who looked like they needed the most work. Listen, uh, they're pretty oh, weak. They goodness. just have a, a, a decent amount of HP. I would have done something completely different if I had known that that was the case. Uh, well, then um, I rolled the appropriate number to call Curse Spider's bolt back. Okay. Um, so I will call that bolt back. And that is a nat fucking 20. Hell yeah. Nice. There you go. 
So that will do uh, an additional 11 damage. Okay, they're definitely think, bloodied. Yeah, doesn't quite do it, though. They're, they're getting pretty close to death. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I will burn a Bardic Inspiration in order to use Psychic Blades because I hit with a weapon attack. So they'll take an extra 3d6 Psychic damage. I am absolutely not letting this asshole get away with this. That's 14 Psychic damage. Nice. Oh, fuck, dude. Um, how does Psychic Blade? Do you have to speak to do Psychic Blades? Let's see. There's a V next to it, I think you do. No. Okay. It says it's a special action type, and it doesn't right. require... It says that I can... Uh, the uh, weapon attacks are now magically toxic to a creature's mind. All right. Yeah, you see this, Yuan T. Uh, that looks pretty human on top. It's got a, a snake, um, snake leg, I guess. Snake. Uh, snake lower half um, <laughs> opens up its mouth. Its mouth, when it opens it all the way, ha- is very snake-like, like it uh, unhinges its jaw um, and starts to pick up uh, Jeeper, and you just fucking blast it. Uh, you put three holes in it, and those holes just sort of splatter out as you do those psychic Hell blades. Yeah. yeah, cool. So then I'm gonna I'm gonna run over here to uh, Jeeper. And I am going to pick Jeeper up and uh, try and uh, tuck tuck him away. Okay. Yeah. Jeeper is unconscious. Buddy. Can I? Do I have a? I mean, I can't do it on my turn, but I'll no. I'll, I'll give him a a. Um, You'll do it after this potion next time. Yeah. Uh, that's Gag. Gag is going to attack with his longsword. This human. Oh, it clangs off of uh, this. This man is wearing like some armor on his back. Uh, he hits into his back, uh, and it clangs off of the armor. But the second time, manages to uh, get the angle and dig through. Oh fuck! He only rolled a one on his damage. Let's see, that's six damage total. Um, this can human is still up. Oh, he can totally smite. Yes, good call. He deals an extra six radiant damage. This guy's absolutely bloodied, very close to death. And he's going to do a Wrathful Smite uh, as a bonus action. No, he's not going to do that. That wouldn't do enough. Oh, man. He literally just barely can't kill this guy. God damn it. All right. He's going to hold on to his his smites. Uh, Grana. All right. Finally. <laughs> well, I hate going last. God. Um, I'm... <laughs> I'm gonna cast magic missile okay at, at the orc i'm gonna send all four darts okay. at it because this is gonna be second level hang on let me click cast there we go all right so each dart hits a creature of your choice that you can see yep automatically hits auto hits 1d4 each so first dart does four damage Nice. Second one does three. And then three. And then three. All right, this thing is so close to death. But this orc is still up. She's she's holding on. Ooh, don't have a good... Nope, I don't have any bonus actions. <laughs> I, can do. I should have cast Hex first. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, end of the surprise round. Time for the real round. <laughs> All right. You got this. Garaw 
Well, he misses the first one, the first one on this orc. That's embarrassing. He rolled a two. And then he rolled an 18, so that'll hit. And there's literally no way for him to not kill this orc because it's got uh, she's got two hit points left. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he goes here. Well, he can't get all the way over to this human, so he's uh, he's just gonna like give you an all clear sign. Thumbs up, gags thing. Uh, but that's Gourmet's turn. All right, we're just gonna keep slashing. Um, cool. Probably won't take much. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Um, so, uh, pull up. 14 to hit. Oh, I get advantage. Sorry. Whoops. Uh, you and don't. This one. is the surprise, surprise round is over. This. You've... Oh, whoops. Nope. I was thinking of something totally different. I wasn't thinking of that. I was thinking of the advantage on initiative. Whoops. Um, okay. So uh, 14 to hit. No. And. This this guy knows that the two of you are here. Uh, sort of turns around and is like, what the? Um, is able to dodge out of the way of your. What just uh, hit me? Oh, God. God, Jesus. And a 13 to hit. Nope. All right. Um, well, that's going to be it. Okay. What's the plus to hit on on your Doom, Doom Killer? Killer? 11. 11. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> beak Beak. Okay, so Beak Beak's going to, let's see, what's the distance? Yeah, he can yeah, fly beak, over there. Beak Beak can make that fly, and that is what Beak Beak is going to do. Cool. Go in for two attacks, uh, one with the uh, a bite, a Beak attack. That's a plus six to hit. That's going to be 24. Yeah. Chomps right and on his nose. 1d8 plus 4. That's 2 plus 6 damage. Ugh. Oh, man. This guy's on fucking absolute death's door. Now, let's see if Claws does it. Um, that's going to be a 17 to hit. He dodges. Oh. Uh, he, like, can barely see. Uh, he, his nose is all, like, bloody and broken. Definitely broken. But he's just, like, you see, like, one eye is super wide. The other one is sort of, like, swollen shut. And uh, he dodges out of the way. Like, whoa. Damn it. You even? <laughs> um, I mean, this guy is, like, literally on death's door, right? Yeah. Like, he's got one hit point kind yes. of thing. Yeah, cool. So I'm just going to, uh, I will oh, burn. Oh, wait, shit. I did forget that Geg gets one bite in. I did forget to take him. So I, you know, I might retcon in Geg just biting right. him. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just fucking bite him. Because I think that would be fun if he hits. But he doesn't. He rolled a net one. So please continue. Okay. Well, I was going to say, uh, Geg I'll wanted just you go. to have this. Yeah. Geg was like, you got it, bud. So I'll pull out the, um, the wand of magic missiles. <laughs> Um, and I will burn a single, um, slot on that. Cast yeah, it you, you see that this, so, uh, this guy, uh, like dodges out of the way of this claw attack feels, feels real good. And then just like gets hit by a spark of magic missile and just like goes stiff, falls right over. Sick. And let me just real quick, but he does it quietly. Good. Excellent. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> what a bad night for these he, guys. <laughs> he falls onto a, a, a rug. <laughs> a conveniently a placed rug. <laughs> oh, that poor person. <laughs> he just like got s- stabbed a bunch and then turned around and was like, what's happening? And everyone else was dead. <laughs> yep. And he well, was being attacked. <laughs> on that topic, uh, even Beak Beak, uh, not Beak Beak, Jeeper, Jeeper be bleeding out real bad. Uh, Hold on real quick. Ye- 
Ooh, oh, yeah. He shit. looks like he's he looks like he's failed at least one death saving throw. Oh god. Um You shouldn't even get those. He's a bird. Um He's a magic bird though. Can I I I mean I used my action, right? Gig. <laughs> so I like have to use a bonus action for this? Um Gig does go immediately after you. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna like get Geg's attention and, be, and like hold up Beak Beak. Are you gonna move me closer move? to him? Yeah, I'll I'll carry Beak Beak uh, as far over there as I. Where's here? There's 30 feet. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Gag will close the distance, and he'll he'll <laughs> he just like touches where uh, Jeeper's hurt and heals him for one, and Jeeper pops back up. Jeeper. Whew. He flaps a little bit, panicked. Then, like, looks around and calms down. Starts cleaning his feathers. I grab a Werther's out of my bag, and I, like, give him some, like, neck scritches. And I hold the Werther's out for him. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, wow, the Werther's, and I'm, like, sticky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He, like, bites at the Werther's a couple times, but he is a bird, so he doesn't really taste or suck on things. Um, Okay, well. But he, you know, he... He plays around with the wrapper a little bit. It's sh- it's shiny. He likes shiny. that. Shiny, <laughs> sure. Well, I pop the Werther's in my mouth and give him yeah, after I deserve be- a after- treat after being stressed. This is so hard. You have so many bird companions. After Jeeper yeah. takes a- unwraps it for you, you you pop it in your mouth. <laughs> okay. Well, you have successfully infiltrated the ball room. Yay! Uh, All right. Man. Train, train to infiltrate the ball. Yeah. So what's what's the next step here? Oh right. Uh, yeah, um, I think we should. Oh right. This wasn't the stone fist. No. Yeah, we have more to do. <laughs> yeah, we we gotta Fuck. peek down the stairs, see what's going right. on. How big is the staircase? Will Beak Beak fit down the staircase? Oh yeah, this is a grand ass spiral staircase. I know the I know the word stairs doesn't really paint a clear picture, but right. like this is this is an empirical <laughs> staircase leading to a uh, a grand ballroom that literally from all these balconies you can see all of Drimlel. Well, like this shit's regal as fuck. These are big stairs. Like okay. I think the stealthiest of us should go first. Yeah, it sounds like a plan. Cool. So who does that entail? Definitely not Coromith. <laughs> yeah, I I got Coromith and Beak Beak are going to be in the back back. Uh, probably like me and Gang and maybe Garaw. I don't know what Garaw's stealth is like, but I mean, I've got um, a plus eight to stealth, so. Garaw has a plus four and Gag has a plus six. Okay. Karana, what's your... Cray Cat has stealth of plus five. Dude, I want I'm gonna wild shape into Craig Cat again. <laughs> All right. Grana becomes Craig. I'm Craig now. <laughs> oh shit, what's up, Craig? All right. Yeah, because that's that's a plus five to stealth, so I'm gonna use that to my advantage. Okay. Plus you probably also get quite a bit better movement. So um yeah, me, Gag, and Grana in the front, and then uh Cormy, the others in Beak, the back. Beak and Gura. Yeah. All right. So the six of you, two birds, one cat, one frog, and two humanoids uh, (laughs) make your way down. And one bird in like uh, a pouch, I guess. I don't know what Jeeper's doing. Yeah, he should just be kept somewhere safe, honestly. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, maybe like not here. Maybe maybe he needs to leave the area. Oh yeah, just go tell an adult. Go perch in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jeeper flies off. Ye he, yeah. For reference, when you sent him off the first time, uh, I was like, I'll just have him roll a luck check, and he rolled a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeeper. Jeeper didn't get the bad rolls out. No. It happens. It happens. The six of you make your way down these stairs quietly. Go ahead and make a perception check. Nat one. Nice. I got a 14. Dirty 20. Geg and Gara look around and they signal the all clear to everyone else. There's there's nobody else in this hallway, but Gara sort of points to the wall that is on either side of this stairway, which you gather is the parliamentary wall. Uh, and uh, it seems like he believes there are people speaking inside. Um, okay, I'm gonna, can we, can we find somewhere to like hide everyone like, who we're, who we're with so that I can use etherealness and not have to worry about people like doing doing the wrong thing or like getting caught. I mean, you could make an investigation check, I, I guess. If I okay. wasn't a cat, I would suggest something. <laughs> I got a 22 for my investigation. Yeah. Uh, even you, you look around a little bit. I'm going to say y'all are, y'all have moved down to like here or so you see that there are uh some like small doors that are in some of these these walls they're very subtle you you notice like just that there's like a very subtle crack that seem to be like servants passageways okay i'm gonna like gesture towards the uh the hallways and uh just like try and have everybody uh hide in there for a little bit and then whisper um all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna step into the ethereal plane here. I should be back pretty momentarily. If you hear a loud noise, I would say book it to the parliamentary room because that's where I'm going. Uh, where's the parliamentary room? You know that it's right behind you. That was already oh, okay. established. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. It's like yeah. here, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. North. Up here. Yeah. No, it's 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 here. It's here. It's this one. Yeah, it's the okay. it's the wall. They indicated that it's it's part of this wall. Cool. But the entrance was right here. Yeah, the entrance was around here. Yeah. Okay. So you all are going to hang out in the wall. Uh, Beak Beak will not fit in the wall. I will say. Um. Uh. Is there room like under the stairs over here? Like like could could Beak Beak like take cover like under the stairwell? Um. Y'all can also investigate and like peek around this corner if you want more visibility. <laughs> Well, I thought that's what Even was gonna do, and then come back. Even's to gonna go to the ethereal plane and go into here. Yeah. Or am I misunderstanding? No, that's that's correct. I'm gonna like phase through the wall. I'm not gonna go check around over there, probably, uh, unless I think I have time and it's safe to do. Can Beak Beak just hide around this corner? Works for me because I'm totally down to see what what Even comes back with before for like trudging on without him. Yeah. Okay. Around the corner. Want to roll a, a stealth check for Big Beak real quick? All right. Um, what, is, that, is that Dex? Yes. Cool. Eight. Big Beak goes and stands next to one of these statues and just tries to stay very still, but his tail just sort of thrashes around. Should still be able to add the 10. Why are you doing a different spell? Uh, 
Technically, yes, but it doesn't require any concentration. concentration. And I'm still oh. here. So, like, Big Big might lose the extra, like, stealthiness when I, when I walk away, but should still be good for now. Okay, cool. well, yeah, that's an 18 then, so. Big Big goes and stands near the statues and is very convincing. <laughs> <laughs> He's a statue nice. of a griffin. <laughs> Oh, but I'll say I'll say he stands up here because otherwise he's very far away. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of like I think the way that this looks is like he even kind of like closes his eyes and like reaches out in front of him and like kind of like moving a curtain aside and like like almost like stepping into the shower honestly like like just like steps through this like strange like curtained opening in what appears to be the fabric of reality. Yeah, you you pull this back, but there there is a, a certain amount of resistance to this. Like it's it's not it's not necessarily easy to step into this. You know, there's a pressure to it. You you do uh, step into this. Even it, the ethereal plane uh, is is exerting like a pretty tight squeeze on you in this location. You're able to move, but it's just it's very. In spite of the fact that everything around you is sort of open, it's kind of like you're you're wearing a corset almost. Okay. Um, just a heads up, the way this spell works is that I can move up and down uh, and through mm-hmm. walls. And then uh, if I move up and down, I lose half of my movement speed effectively. And uh, I can only see up to 60 feet away. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over to the wall to the parliamentary room. And I'm just going to kind of push my head through the wall until I can just sort of see into the parliamentary room. Cool. Uh, Also, conveniently, uh, if I end the spell while I am in a space which is already occupied, I don't just die. I did check that ahead of time. (laughs) Do you just get stuck in the wall or? No, you get shunted um, to the side or up and down to the nearest uh, available unoccupied space. Gotcha. All right, cool. That's handy to know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Can't catch me and kill me. I mean, what? I guess you still could if you're going to, you know, homebrew some rules on that, but that would kind of suck. Um, even you push your head through this wall, and uh, it's pretty muffled, but you do hear people talking as you gaze in and see a meeting of the stone fist in place. You look around. Uh, go ahead and make a quick um, insight check for me. Insight check. That is a natural 20. Oh hey. my God, I could not have asked for a Third better one. time. Hell yeah. Seriously. You are able to listen to some of this uh, conversation. You see uh, an orc with a a number of other orcs around them. From the conversation, the references, the mutterings of these orcs around them, uh, you are able to glean that this is Enslang the Eviscerator. Mm. Kodagog is your ally now. Um, And Orlog, y'all killed and then burned... their body. So uh, this is the new leader of the orcs, Enslang. Uh, you see over here uh, from the description um, that Cormeth has given you, it's pretty clear that this is Golt, the boss of the Hobgoblins. She's fucking ripped and she is fierce and you can see why she's in charge. The other Hobgoblins stand pretty stoically uh, near her as she uh, 
sort of yell discusses. You see over here uh, the gnolls who you have yet to meet in charge, uh, Nath, whose jaw seems to hang a little bit askew. Uh, she is looking uh, at the front of this table with malice. Um, and over here you see a different group, a group you are completely unfamiliar with. Uh, back when you first were fighting the Stone Fist, there were kobolds and goblins. Now you see a number of different races like humans and elves and dwarves all standing together as part of the stone fist. And at the front of this head of this long table, uh, standing on the chair because of his rather short kobold body looking invested, but yet somehow also a little bored, is Kirith, who looks over in this direction when you pop your head through the door or through the wall and then looks back. Doesn't seem to have noticed anything. Cool. And you you can hear this sort of like a speaking argument slash update that everyone everyone is giving. Are you able to clearly hear? Are you are you listening in? What's 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 your goal here? Uh yeah. I want to get a I mean I have what looks like a pretty good layout of um, wh- where everybody is. Um, I do want to do a little bit of reconnaissance here and see kind of what their plans are. Can you be more specific on what you are looking for? Are you listening? Are you are you going any further in the room? I am um, not going to go any further at- into the room, but I am going to try and listen uh, to the conversation that's happening. I want to see if they have like active plans for either invading places or, you know, maybe they might know that we're back now because there have been, you know, into a theater who have gone, uh, who went through the portal ahead of us, uh, you know, stuff like that. I'm, I'm trying to, I want to know what their, their current active plans are and, and how well they know what our movements are. Yeah. You're, you're sticking your head in, but they're, they're yelling. This chamber echoes a little bit. Uh, and Slong is speaking. And as you start sort of focusing on the sound here, he becomes a little clearer. Uh, and he goes, the king of the dwarves is still missing. We attacked the mountain. The, the king disappeared. Couldn't find him. Why aren't we getting more orcs involved in this? And you see Golt sort of like goes, ha. Huh. As if orcs is what we need. We need strength and we need skill. There's some arguing back and forth between them. The the human who you are able to determine, his name is Eric, <laughs> says, uh, looks, sort of rolls uh, his eyes and looks at Kirith and uh, says, the humans, uh, the elves are still isolated in Liadrell. They uh, don't seem to care about coming out and don't seem to care that uh, things are falling apart, but they seem to be falling apart themselves. You see Nath strikes in and she says, There's been no news from the Northeast. Nothing. No movement in the Southwest, but there's been no, no news from the Northeast. I say we need to get Dask there. Even's eyes go wide. Um, Kirith shuts his eyes and says, They are working on a very specific mission right now and cannot be disturbed. I've told you this. We can get more troops. And Nath 
slams her fist onto this table and says, you have been saying that we would be getting more resources for a long time now, and yet somehow we've only made so much progress. And things are things are getting a little hostile, but uh, you see the argument sort of um, cycle between these leaders with Kirith sort of overseeing and occasionally uh, referring to the fact that Dask is unavailable. Okay. Um, and after a few of those, Golt says, what kind of leader is Dask? What sort of position do we, did we lose to if they are never going to be around to help us. And Kirith uh, says, that's not fair. They have helped win many victories. Um, and Gold just sort of glares. I think I've kind of seen what I feel like I need to see. Broad strokes getting a lot of internal strife and supply chain issues at the moment. <laughs> um, just like so, the US government. <laughs> wow. Well, all right. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back out of this room. Um, I'm real curious what Evan's gonna come back with. I'm real curious. I know what I would come back with, and it's wild. <laughs> Whoa. Um, what I am gonna do though is I'm gonna head uh, down to the end of the hall here. Uh, I feel like I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty safe. So I'm gonna head down to the end of the hall here and take a peek around the the corner of this wall and just see if there's you know anybody down here. I don't think there is. Nope. Okay. Then uh, I'm going to I'm gonna come back and I'm going to uh, right here, I'm going to kind of pull the the curtain back again and and step back out into uh, in a material plane. Gron, are you still a Craig cat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still a cat. <laughs> I guess cool. so. It depends on what he says. <laughs> uh, Gara sees you reappear, steps out uh, uh, into the into the hall a bit more and says, Yeven, what did you, what did you find out? Uh, th- I, I, I found some, some very interesting things. Uh, first of all, it seems like there's a lot of uh, internal strife uh, at the moment. Uh, a lot of difficult uh, supply chain issues, uh, as well as kind of a, a lack of faith in the current leadership. Uh, it looks like uh, is it Kiriseth or is it Kirin? Kirith. Uh, it looks like Kirith is um, not particularly well-liked as a leader. And most importantly, uh, and I look at Koromith and Grana, Dask is alive and it appears that their dragonification was successful. Um, I think the, the dragon that has been uh, sided with the stone fist, um, what seems to be fairly prevalently over the last, I guess now 10 years, and uh, I guess even once before we uh, went to the Feywilds is, I think, might might be Dask. Uh, we killed Dask. Garan nods, of course. I, I, I was there. I mean, I, re- I remember, but everyone is referring to Dask as if they're still alive, and it Sounds like they're an important weapon at the moment, or at least a very influential figure on the battlefield. I suspect that they are the dragon. Okay, even. <laughs> are you sure you didn't hear maybe like Basque, Sharp Snare, or uh, Lask? 
Or maybe Flask. <laughs> Were they drinking? Was their leader an alcoholic Flask? It could very well. These are the stone fists. It could very well have been. Uh, no, I'm I'm very confident that I I heard Dask, and given the context, what with a dragon running around and Dask wanting nothing more than to become a dragon when we last encountered them, I I feel like this is probably the same Dask. Right, I'm gonna come out of I'm gonna come out of my wild shape so I can talk. <laughs> Last idea. Was this maybe some nether region illusion? This is not reality, but instead something from the nether regions that's tricked you. I don't, Cormies, I don't think so. I think he saw what he saw and his word is good. How, okay, we have to think about what our next step is because we are in enemy territory right now. How many enemies are in there? Are we going to try to wipe them all out at the moment or should we leave and try to find Dask? Um, there are, let's see, 6, 11, 15, 20. There are 20 people in there, five of whom are, you know, leaders of various factions, and and that includes uh, Kirith. I don't think we have the ability to attack all of them right now. I mean, even though I probably could take out five or six of them myself, I also don't think that we have the ability to take them on. Even you could roll an insight check. Uh, Okay. Here's another insight. That's a natural one. (laughs) Well, give him my bountiful luck. Oh, shit. Very useful. That is an 18. Cool. Even this would be a very, very difficult fight, but you think it is possible for you to win, but it is up to y'all. Is it possible we could wait until they disband, follow, I don't know, one or two of them as they leave and take them out like in a small group? Uh, Garan, what is it that you need from, from this? What were you hoping to accomplish here? Did they say anything about where they're, where they're moving, where they're focusing? Let's see. It sounded like there's, yeah, they're, they they haven't heard anything from the Northeast. So it uh, sounds like... Geg, the, Geg does a little chuckle. I uh, I nod and, and wink at Geg. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, he gives you a thumbs up. It, they have besieged the uh, dwarf capital, but they were unable to find the king. So I believe that she uh, escaped through... Uh, some means of of the dwarves, uh, and I I look at Koromith and Grana and and uh, Wink, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, I, I guess Kirith said that Dask was unavailable at the moment. They're off on some some important mission and can't be disturbed. So I don't know what that means, but it seems like at least for the time being. There might not be too much worry of a dragon in the immediate future, but that's still something we're going to have to deal with later on. I'm really hesitant to go fight them all right now. Be nice if we could separate them. Wait until they separate, maybe leave town and try to take them out on the road or something. What if we caused a distraction? Yeah, that's actually kind of where I was going. Um, I guess I'm... (laughs) Oh, that was a weird laugh. Um, (laughs) I... (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Beavis is playing uh, D&D. But, yeah, I was, I was just thinking about um, when the Romans were fighting uh, Queen Boudicca and they, like, like – uh, got them into this narrow valley where they couldn't swing their swords. And there's a really narrow hallway uh, right here that maybe two or three people could could attack, but we could kind of, like, it's a choke point, right? Like, so let's think about the choke points here. Uh, are y'all looking around at all um, as any of this is happening? <sighs> Did even, I don't think you said that we could take these, this group. I, I didn't explicitly know. say it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to be looking intently at even. Grom yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm be looking, looking around. around. I don't remember saw seeing any anybody. Yeah, Gron is looking around every once in a while to keep an eye out for guards, but not every moment. Not being studious about it. Hmm. More like, I mean, are are y'all looking at any of these like hallways or or rooms or anything? I want to take a look at these things here. Yeah, you see that these are statues of great heroes past. You see that these are are quite old uh, because they would have been from more than like 10 years before our campaign started. So like probably things you grew up listening about or some of them even Grana you grew up listening about. At the front is one of the great heroes who first established peace in Drim, but there's, there's not a there's not any sort of pattern that you necessarily determine from them. And they don't look movable or maybe like they could be automatons or or otherwise animatable into homies. I guess you could make an investigation check. Gonna do it. I got I always pull my investigation. It's always a plus zero. <laughs> what would a four get me in an investigation check? <laughs> Cormeth, you walk up to one uh, and you start investigating it and it nips at you on the nose because it's beak beak. (laughs) (laughs) He's been a very good boy over here. Beak beak, you you had me fooled. (laughs) Beak beak uh, pokes at the pocket where you keep meat. Oh, I'm definitely going to feed beak beak some meat. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Being a good boy. All right. Uh, Once once Cormeth comes back, I guess I'll, I'll tell everybody... Who said I'm um, coming back, dude? I'm hanging out with you. I, I mean, I guess. That's true. They're having a beautiful moment over here. Fine. Uh, I will say to those remaining, <laughs> from what I could tell, um, it would be a very hard-fought battle, but you know, at least the four of us, and I, plus Beak Beak and, and Draw seeing your uh, abilities earlier, I, I suspect that we could probably come out of here with a pretty, with, with a victory. Uh, but uh, it might not be a pretty one. Might be, uh, I mean, this is a Cormeth, but could be Pyrrhic, maybe? I want to check on Beak Beak. I just want to add, I just want to try to, like, like maybe through some wild hand gestures or something. Like, how's Beak Beak doing? Beak Beak has faced a real hard, like, the loss of Beak Beak's family. Uh, I believe Beak Beak <laughs> is he, him pronouns. Uh, I, the loss of his family and his mate, his child. He's in fact wearing a feather of one of his deceased uh, ancestors, whether it be his mate or his child. Uh, yeah. As am I. So I just kind of want to see, like, wh- where where's he at? Does he need like a little, you know, a little care, like a yeah. hug or something? Let's have a little big, big trauma corner, real quick. Um, wake an animal handling check. Come on, plus five, ten. <laughs> Beak Beak seems kind of distressed. You know, he seems like he has a lot of anger under the surface, but he doesn't really know what to do with it. Okay. Okay. 
Your role determined Beak Beak's mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, friend. I know that loss, too. Not in my family. I know, of course, they're all safe on the mountaintop. But I know the loss of those near you. My brothers in arms, they were a family as well. And I've lost many of them on the battlefield. Maybe even to somebody who might be here. So maybe we band together. And we streak in up. And we take the fight to them. Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> Inspiration check. <laughs> That's going to be a nat one. With advantage. It was pretty inspirational. <laughs> 11. <laughs> Better than a nat one. <laughs> beak Beak uh, sort of looks at you and he tilts his head and then he uh, he chomps his beak twist. That's his let's get stuff moving. Beak mm-hmm. chomp. It sure All right. is. Chomp. As we've established 20 minutes ago. <laughs> All right. Corby's going to come around the corner. Beak Beak and I are ready to do battle. <laughs> this is where we uh, write our names in history. This is where oh, we fine. end the tyranny. Uh, Beak Beak does that like play position that dogs do, and he like spreads his wings, and he just sort of like hops around a little bit. Okay. We are we are ready to do battle. Not that that's what we should do. Yeah, y'all make y'all make your own decisions. But uh, yeah, Gag like looks at you and go uh, turns back to the rest of the group and goes, maybe we should vote. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. Who's okay? Uh, say I if you are in on attacking Stone Fist right now. I. Um, technically I'm three characters, so what if we took turns? Sure. Uh, Cormith um, is an okay. I. Gig? I should go last because I'm played by God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even? <laughs> um, I... I... <sighs> Is that an I, I or an yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I I don't I don't know is the is the thing. I'm I abstain. You uh, abstain abstention is a no, I think. Abstention is cowardice. Make a decision here. You're the one that brought back the intel. You know what it's about. You know how many people we're up against. If you're t- if you're timid about this. That could be our own deaths. Are you going to go in like, there with us or not? Big Big, like, very hyperly, like, hops around you a little bit even. <laughs> like, he's just like, I don't know what's happening, but the attention's on this guy now. And I also, I, I want it known that, like, Cormeet's missive isn't about going in, like, like you know, saying I and going in. It's about you need to make a decision. Yeah. There is no abstention. I think even is an, even is an I. I think that we could, I think that we can win. It'll take some kind of crafty maneuvering, but uh, I think we could do this. Grana? I am a no. I don't think we can handle this. I'll, if we decide as a group to all go in, then I'll be there to support all of us and I'll do my damnedest, but I am really worried this is not going to work out for us. If we can separate them, at least, just for like five minutes. That might help though. Gara chimes in and says, well, I might die in there today, which is a risk. I'm important to the movement. But if the reward is the movement can go on to do other things besides just fear the stone fist, that might be worth dying for. Geg says, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm with Grana, but... Uh, unless the unless the griffin is voting and says no, I'm thinking that's that's a stump. 
then looks like we're fighting. Let's let's start planning. Let's plan real fast. Keep an eye out for guards. Even as you say it, we need uh, a plan. You feel something sort of quaking in in one of your pockets. Okay, I, I I'm gonna. I mean, try and get it and get it out. It's, it's kind of weird. You you look around in your in your pack and in your pockets, and you pull out the painted orb that the that the Kenku gave you, and you see this uh, same sort of visage of the Dragon City, but the dragons are all flying around now. An image of a key, and it is blinking. An image of a key, and it's can I. Is there, can I interact with this? You can't, but you can roll an insight check. I'll definitely do that. Um, I guess I'll also hold it out. To, well, I got a 23, but I'll hold it out uh, to everybody so that they can see what's what's going on. Even uh, you look at this thing, you see it's some kind of combination of an identify spell and some sort of track object spell. The key to whatever this dragon city holds is nearby. It's somewhere in this castle. Oh, that shit. is where we will end for today. Oh. <laughs>